Madison's Alternative 1067, The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I am joined by Steve and Alex from Don't Believe in Ghosts. Hello, fellas. What's happening? Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. Where are you guys right now? New York City. Yeah. Yeah. How is it there? Um, It. Yeah. Yeah, It's nice. Nice weather. Things are starting to open up. Venues are starting to open up a little. Restaurants are opening up. People are getting vaccinated, so a lot, a lot more things are starting to open. Have getting either of you gone out and done stuff yet? We actually, last week, we can't say much about it, but we did film a, a show. Like a, It was a pretty big production that we did. Uh, it's for a big streaming service, and it's us performing live on this massive stage in this festival setting. So that was really, really cool. And we did that last week. So that was our first like performance, too, back and it was kind of like lip singing to music for a performance <laughs> like that. We're like, we'll take it though. We'll yeah. take it. It's, we it's, we it's, even rehearsed for it too. Like we had a couple of rehearsals, like the band just to get, get the juices and the vibes going again. So. So yeah. having that little taste, does that make you more excited or more nervous? So excited. Oh yeah. So we, excited. We can't wait to play. We're, we're like itching, itching, itching to play. So last year we had had a single coming out. We had a bunch of touring planned. We had a big kickoff show. We had just headlined a bunch of shows in New York and, and we were ready for this. And it literally got canceled the night that the entire world shut down. You know, it was that like the Friday, the 13th of March. And that was when the city was just like, yo, we're done, you know? So that got pushed back. And so now, I mean, and we've been through a lot. I lost my brother to COVID, you know, um, and just, you know, all the stuff that we've been through, but then coming back, it's like, then we got a deal. So we're, we signed with Imagine Warner and we're just excited to have this music coming out. And now the next step for us is to just get out there and play. And we cannot wait, you know, we can't wait. You mentioned that your brother passed away from COVID and you have said before that that was the motivation behind the new single, Put Your Head Back. I mean, it's a very personal song. Can you elaborate on that from your perspective? So lyrically, that's literally where where I was with it. You know, it's like you go through, so you know, all the stages of grief, right? And disbelief and just all that stuff. And you go through it for a while. And then eventually you get to that point where it's like, all right, well, I got to keep going. You know, like you, ha- you, you have to keep for that person, for everything, for who you are, you have to keep going. So... You know, that's what that song's about. You know, it's about, okay, now it's time to put your head back to your heart, you know, who you are and and get back out there, you know. What's it like for you, Alex, to play a song that's so personal for someone so close to you? It's good. I mean, I'm glad Nate got got to actually expand on it. And when we actually started writing that song, we actually wrote it on our tour. We were actually on tour like in August right before COVID and we actually wrote it and like we had a night off, we were in the hotel room and we actually started writing like a song and we didn't have like any idea of like what the theme was going to be about it. But we like came up with like a nice catchy hook and some harmony and we kind of laid out the track and we thought it was going to be kind of like, you know, maybe like a fun up-tempo. I mean, it is a fun up-tempo song when you hear it, um, but we didn't know it was going to go in the direction where like, you know, maybe some of like the lyrics are going to be meant towards something, you know, that's, has nothing to do with like, you know, a, like a party kind of, kind of atmosphere, like some of our other songs. So, um, but it was, it was interesting how some, some things work out in music. Sometimes like happy songs can be sad and sad songs can be happy. Um, and the listener can interpret it any way they want. Yeah. Well, I think it's Amit Erdogan who said that a great song always has contrast. 
you know? Yeah. That's it. And if it does, if you got happy music with happy lyrics, then it's, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. The you know band is, uh, is pretty new considering yeah. the longevity of some bands. Can you give us a little more information about who you guys all are and what everybody brings to the mix? Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we had all been in other bands for a while, uh, toured around. Lex and I were in a band together at one point for a while. And, you know, it was just like all the stuff we had done. It just got to a point like I I know for me, like where this kind of kicked off was a couple of years ago. I'd been on tour for like three years straight with my band. We got back. And all I wanted to do was write because when you're away and you're on the road, you don't get that creative outlet. Like you really don't. And the thing that I really love is that expression, that writing. And it was like, so I did like a seven day challenge. I was like, let me write a song a day for seven days and see where that takes me. And then I was like, oh, that was really cool. It was like, let me do that for 30 days, you know? And then the next thing you know, it's like 50 something songs, like moving along like that. And then you've now written yourself to a new place from where you were. That's kind of like how this band was born. And then Lex is great. I brought Lex in like immediately. I'm like, dude, let's do this, you know? And then we just kind of built it from there. We actually, Nate and I actually met on Craigslist um, back when Craigslist was really cool and you can actually like find work like music and stuff. And I was still living in Boston and I was making the transition to New York City. I hit him up and because like I liked the music and he was in this band called Man on Earth. And then I, I was literally got the music like a week before I moved. And then the rest is history. We were in this band for like a couple of years. So we always had like a good you know rapport and relationship. Even outside of music, we've been friends. And so when he hit me up with this project, I actually ran into him like in a studio on a mutual friend. He was actually working on some of the first two or three tracks of the songs he was just describing to you, like of like that that song a week type um, work ethic. And I was like, oh, this is banging. And then like a couple of weeks later, he's like, yo, I got a gig and I want you on bass and all this stuff. And and we didn't realize it was going to form into like a band again. And then it, 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 we kind of got some momentum and then we we're like, let's do this. And then that's when we got, you know, the, the rest of the guys in the band and it just kind of snowballed. And it's just so funny because we were in a band like almost eight years before Don't Believe in Ghosts. And now we're like full circle. This band is like, we're so, so stoked about it. What do you guys think that Dan and Ken bring to the band? Who, who, who's that? <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no the, i mean they're like invaluable you know like that's kind of the thing that that that's come along with this you know it's like you can go and you can write and like you know i wrote myself to a new place but like it wasn't really becoming something until like we got together and all started working together and the interesting thing is you know i'd played in so many bands and it's like you have to put up with so many egos and personalities and like just this dynamic of stuff I was like, I don't even want that anymore, you know, and just found, you know, three other nerds who we can get together and laugh and joke around and make some music. The other stuff is doesn't exist. You know, we just want to make fun videos and songs and that's it. You know, can you tell me a little bit more about the name of the band, how you came up with Don't Believe in Ghosts? So basically that came from the I guess when you when you take chances, you know, and you and you push things behind you and you move on, you know that like sometimes we overthink things and we worry what other people are going to think and it kind of like stagnates us. So it really comes from the idea of like not giving energy to the ghosts of your past and to constantly be looking forward and moving forward and trying to stay positive and and you know, not worry too much about what people are going to say. Yeah, it, it's debilitating. We could all say that. I mean, we do it. We're like, should I post this? Should I do this? What are they going to say? They're going to see this. Oh, the X, the this, the that. They see it, you know? 
the true freedom, I guess, comes from not giving energy to the ghosts of your past. I was going to ask, I was going to say, is it just the name of the band or is it something that you actually have to actively work towards every day? Yeah, um, it is, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. it's good to know that and not be like, oh, well, he, they've got it all figured out, so they don't understand. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. We, we're all in it together, you know? That's yeah. like when somebody writes, they get a tattoo on their arm that says believe, you know, and they don't, you know, and they just need to look <laughs> at it and remind themselves to believe in themselves, you know? Yeah, that's what that's what our band name is a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys like to do when you're not making music? I like to I, I really like cooking. I love cooking and I love exercising and I live next to a huge park in Brooklyn. So I, I try to utilize that park as much as possible. Play basketball, do, do some running, some exercising. And I also love Bitcoin and Nate also loves Bitcoin. So we're kind of some Bitcoin enthusiasts. It's interesting what's going on in the Bitcoin space with, I don't know if you've heard of the stuff with like NFTs and there's a lot of bands now doing like NFTs Mm -hmm. um, to kind of engage with their fan base. So we're starting to like kind of cross over into that and look into that because like a lot of our fans and just listeners in general these days it's so fast paced because like music hits you so fast with digital streaming services. So it's, it's hard to keep a lot of listeners and fans engaged. Um, so that's why we, we try to do a lot of other things outside of just like music, like, you know, on social media, like we will, we'll, you know, just do Instagram live just to kind of talk to our fans, see what they're doing. We like to do everything like in New York city, there's so much stuff to do. So I'm always going out to museums, seeing live music. Now things are opening up. So hopefully we'll get back to doing more of that. And Nate can, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's it. We also, we also sometimes the whole band jumps on VR and we, oh, yeah. uh, and we, and we battle zombies together. <laughs> We're just a bunch of nerds. That's it. You know? So the NFT situation, is that something that you think is going to come to fruition even like this year? Or is this something that's still in the very beginning stages of incorporating that with your followers and your fans? I, I think it's kind of like early stages, you know, it's probably something we will mess around with this year. And I think it's one of those things that's going to be just tremendously big part of a lot of bands rollout in the future, you know, how that's going to be incorporated and what it's going to possibly be is probably, we don't know, it's going to take some playing around with it. So for us, we like to kind of like figure out like how we want to do it, do it differently, not just jump on the bandwagon, you know, when we do it, make it something that really counts. That'll be our plan with that, I think. Do you guys have any other platforms that you use to connect with your fans, like Patreon or a loyal club or anything like that? I, th- I mean, like, basically, we, we do a lot of on the Instagram, um, YouTube also. You we know, just got we a just TikTok got, going. Yeah, we just got verified on TikTok. So it makes it a little bit Congratulations. more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's like with having that makes it like, okay, maybe we'll post more on TikTok. It's funny because like so many of our videos and like a lot of the visuals we use like are very conducive to TikTok, you know, so it totally would make sense. But it's Miranda. I mean, how many hours are there in a day? I open that thing and it's like the day has gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. I'm like, did this kid just fart to collective soul? And I watched that whole thing like five times. <laughs> I'm like, what is my life right now? I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard so much. Who are you guys listening to these days? Well, um, we're listening to, a, we, we like a lot of the stuff coming out of like Ohio, you know, like 20, 21 pilots, walk the moon. You know, we also like the other side of the ocean, like the Brit pop 1975 and 
you know, we love a lot of like our, our Brooklyn indie bands, like in the past decade, like MGMT, AJR is another one. We kind of listen to everything, but as far as like our current stuff that we listen to, a lot, a lot of stuff like that, big like 80s choruses with like indie modern sounds, like synthesizers and still the guitar. We like the guitars and stuff like we're, that. We're constantly going through like new stuff. I mean, we're always listening to new things. For myself personally, it's like, I don't really like to spend too much time listening to stuff that I grew up on anymore. I've heard it. I want to experience new things constantly and just be a part of where we're going, you know, like riding that cusp of it. And there's like, in my head, I always felt like the moment you think music was better when you were a kid is when you're old. It's just always, you know, to, to be, um, to just be learning. And I think there's so much amazing music out there. The problem is, is that it's just getting harder and harder to, to find it, you know, because it is so m- loud and noisy. And it's but information there's, overload. There's so much music yeah. out there because of all the st- streaming services that it's like, it's, sometimes you have to like, just not listen to it, yeah. you know, like kick yeah. it because it's just, there's just new songs, come, new, everybody releases a single. Like it's not like back in the day with the records, you just get single after single after single. And it's just, I mean, Miranda, I mean, that's like why we're such big fans of radio in general, you know what I mean? Because the, the tastemaker, the curator, the, you know, the gatekeeper, it's like that sort of thing. Like when you find people that are, it's, it's always been a social thing, music. And when you find like local radio who totally gets it and who's like, and finding that music and curating that music and helping you discover the stuff and going through it. I mean, that's like, that's huge. And when we think about like the, the, for all of us, like when we think about the music we grew up on, it went through that process, you know, it went through that process and it was like stuff like that. So that's why we're just, we're big fans of it. When you hear a new song, do you ever fall in love on the first listen or does it take more than one listen? Sometimes, like definitely sometimes the, the new 21 pilots record like I fell in love, like every song as I'm going through it, I'm like, Oh man, Oh man. Oh, it's so good. You know, it's so good. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, d- definitely, you know, and I'll hit that, that heart button on something and, and save stuff and hunt it down and, and try and discover it. What kind of food could you eat every day? Tacos. Yeah. Nate's a taco guy. Like anytime we're like at a band rehearsal or something, he's like, all right, taco time, burritos, let's do some, uh, you know, <laughs> lift uh, or Uber eats, you know? Why uh, can't you do tacos? Like coffee? I do. I do tacos too. It's just, it's just New York city doesn't have a lot of good like tacos. It's just, it's like we, we have pizza. So like, that's what I eat like a lot of time every day. Like the pizza here is phenomenal as you know, but if you could Great find pizza. a good like taco in, you know, New York city, which there's a ton, this is not like the pizza. You got to grab it. You got to grab it. Yeah, I grab it. Not a lot out there. Yeah. You said you love to cook, Lex. What are you cooking? I like a lot of Mediterranean food. So um, both Italian, Greek. So I like to cook a lot of fish. I like, I like a lot of pasta. I, like, I love carbs. That's, the, that's probably a bad thing. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's the only thing that, that I don't have is like a grill. I'm, I'm in Brooklyn, so it's harder to get like a grill. I have to go to the park to do some kind of like barbecuing and stuff like that. Do you guys can have come any- over here and barbecue? Yeah, we can go over Nate's. Do you guys have any plans for the summer? Any vacations coming up? So we we were actually we're looking at doing a bunch of dates and heading out on the road. Our guitar player hurt his hand in a car accident a couple of years ago, and he had gotten some uh, I guess metal or whatever put into it, and it's been kind of acting up. 
So he's meeting with his doctor this week and we've sort of been on hold to see when that surgery is going to be to get the stuff removed from his hand. And if it's going to be like now, then we'll probably be out in September. But if it's going to be like later in the year, then we're probably going to be out by like the end of July, August to do dates. We do have a show already booked at a knitting factory in Brooklyn uh, in September. And that was actually our original gig from pre-COVID. So they kept um, pushing the date back. So this is going to be just such like a symbolic show it's gonna be a great show though because we had it almost sold out back in that march 13th date so a lot of those people are still you know have their tickets so we're really interested but that's that that would be like our as our earliest one in the books would be september second week of september so besides that do you guys have any other things coming up is there more new music expected or anything like that yeah. So we just released the new record solutions just came out like a week ago. Super excited about that. And in a way, almost we put that out because we have so much more new music that we want to get out. So it looks like probably, you know, the the next single that's outside of that, that's going to come is probably going to be in July. So we have a, a bunch of really exciting stuff that we're finishing and we're like, you know how it is. It's like, you know, it's the brand new stuff. We cannot wait. You know? we're, in, we're in we're in like full writing mode right now because you know we, we don't have a lot of gigs lined up we're always kind of in writing mode like when we we're saying like with put your head back we were writing that in a hotel room on tour so yeah. we, we already have like seven or eight bangers we're working on now like just itching like so we're we'll be popping out some singles definitely probably the first the one momentum is back yeah definitely yeah. definitely thank you guys so much for joining me we're going to check out your new single put your head back right now on the resistance <laughs> 